This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 176, recorded on July 24th, 2014. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home and sometimes on vacation. We cover news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show uh, each week with world-class show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show, send me an email, uh, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Collison, or now you can call in those questions, crank call us if you'd like. If, you know, Mike, I've said that, and nobody's taken me up on my crank call offers. So nobody's so, called you a crank call? Nobody's crank called me. Like, you know, is your refrigerator running or, you know, any of those kinds of things. I need to set you up with something. There you go. Well, if you're going to crank call me, call 402-478-8450, and we'll play your questions or your crank calls. I, if they're good, actually really good crank calls would make it on the show. So. Let me uh, encourage. They got to be good though. They can't be cheesy. I mean, they got to be really, really good. So four zero two, four seven eight eight four five zero. And now, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find this link to this to this show. Well, not yet, but and many other podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat. Watch us live on YouTube. Listen to us on Spreaker or Mixler, and find all the navigation out at the Average Guy. TV. All right. Well, we've got a, a vacation tech show kind of lined up for you. I seem to want to talk about these every time I come back from a vacation in March of uh, 2013. I went to Europe, and when we came back, Mike uh, Howard has joined yep. me. He was on, and we talked about uh, all tech that you go on vacation. Mike, how you doing? Doing great. And if you want to call me, it's 555-867-5309. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Uh <laughs> You might get Jenny on the other side of that of that call. We, uh, like I alluded to earlier, we um, uh, when I get back from vacation, I spent a week in Colorado, and if you follow me on Facebook, I even posted some of our pictures on Twitter. Not a lot, but I put a few out there on Twitter for you to consume. If you're a Twitter follower, you can go back. One of the things we'll talk about it. I mapped some of the the trails that we hiked, and and uh, and so I put those on Twitter as well, some pictures. So um, it was a great week, but I love to come back and talk about vacation tech. So we're going to do that here in a second. Let me cover a little bit of housekeeping. we got some events coming up, and, and this is a perfect opportunity to do this up front. Since the topic uh, lends itself to a long conversation, we'll save that towards the backside. But real quick, I want to say thanks. Uh, every At the end of the month, we get our payout for the, uh, the Tech Scholarship Fund, and Amazon kicked in some dollars again this month. And so when you head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon, you support the Tech Scholarship Fund. If you're new to the show, maybe you just picked us up uh, and are listening to us for the first time. If that's the case, great. Thanks. Stay around for a few minutes, and uh, we'd love to have you become a part of the community. But uh, the Tech Scholarship Fund is you're looking for something to yeah, a tech gadget. Maybe the uh, the budget can't afford it or the finance department won't release the funds for you to be able to do that. That's maybe the wife or the husband. I don't know. Maybe we have a few gals that listen to us. I doubt it. But if I'm sure we you did, got a few. I'm I'm never here from Jackie. Jackie comes out here every once in a while. Every like once a year now. We we never see Jackie. But if you can't get the funds, send me a note. Uh, We'll buy it for you. Ship it out to you. We've got one of those out right now. A Wi-Fi extender uh, device that that we sent out. 
And John is uh, working on that right now. He's going to have a great write-up ready for it. We'll send it out to you. You test it, maybe a little write-up, maybe come on the show, whatever you want to do with it, and then uh, you get to keep it. Not a bad deal. And uh, we want to say thanks for those of you who are using the Tech Scholarship Fund, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. Mike, I think you bookmarked that, right, on your on your browser so you can go right to it? Yeah, I have your website bookmarked on my browser, so yes. Really, yeah, and, that's, and that's I do the I, it's and it's hard. I do the same thing. I you know we shop it around a little bit, do some home server show, do some JPEG to raw, um, but it's a, it's a great way. Just bookmark it and have it ready. And I've had some guys that uh, kind of secretly not secretly, but they'll bookmark their wives' computer so that they, when they <laughs> when they go down, just honey, just go to this, and uh, and all those things help, and they're for a great cause. And so we want to say thanks for shopping at Amazon and for using that. It's really the only affiliate link that I even make any money on so we you also have that. it right there easy to find in your Facebook group if you're in your Facebook group it's right there in the upper right hand corner yeah and we'd love you to have you join the Facebook group just about 200 of us out there and I know I've got more listeners than that if you want to come over to the Facebook group and join us that's great facebook.com slash group slash the average guy uh, great way all those links are out at the average guy TV as well uh, we have a home server show meetup coming in Indianapolis that's a great time we've already sold about 26 spots No, there's 26 left at this point, so uh, more than half of them are gone, and uh, you'll want to head out and and secure that. If you don't know how to do that, or you're wondering what that is, I'll have a link in the show notes to it. We call it the Home Server Show Meetup. It's just a basically a general tech show in Indianapolis. We'd love to have you come out on September 20th. The link will be in the show notes to it as well. And then, Mike, I hit a milestone this uh, this week. I've seen it in the show notes. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's one of those kinds of things that kind of snuck up on me, but uh, we've done 100,000 downloads. That is crazy. The Average Guy uh, podcast. So both between this one and Financial Tech and um, all the other all the other ones that I've done, Cyber Frontiers, uh, we've done 100,000. Now, we've actually done a little bit more when you think about all the YouTube stuff we've done. Sure. Plus, this doesn't go back to the beginning of time. I use the Blueberry plugin. I know you use that as well mm -hmm. on your site, but is that where you're gauging from, Blueberry? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they've kind of become the point of record. You know, we did some Potomatic when we first got started. We did that for about a year, and so there's probably more. Oh sure. But I'm just calling that point of record uh, on on since we've been keeping stats and and we only get that because you download the podcast every single week and listen to it. So we want to say thanks for doing that as well. And a hundred thousand downloads is uh, nothing to shake a stick at. And so bigger we, than a college football stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, not bigger than Stanford, anyways. The uh, it is, yes, it is bigger than, and it's a great number to get to. And so we appreciate uh, that you spend time downloading uh, our stuff. We'll uh, finish some announcements at the end, but I want to kind of dig in a little bit as we talk about vacation tech. It is July as we do this podcast. It's the end of July, kind of the end of the traditional vacation season, at least here in the United States. A lot of us are starting to wrap things up. Mike, school starts for us here in Nebraska like mid-April. So the kids are all uh, April, mid-August. Yeah, mid-April. Yeah, uh, we start uh, about the second week in August. Yeah, I think we're on a very similar schedule. Yeah. Some schools out in the West Coast don't start until after Labor Day, but um, depending on where you're at. But most people are taking vacations around the summer. And, and I took mine early last year. We were in Germany for nine days and got a chance to take a bunch of tech one of the things I noticed this year about that I didn't do last year when I was in Germany is I took a lot of tech with me last year. This year I didn't take as much. I wasn't. I, I didn't think about it as much. I don't. Maybe the tech that I owned is better 
than it has been in the past. You don't take have to take as many things. So I took a camera. Now I did actually take, I took my phone, uh, Android Galaxy S4. I took a Windows phone because I have a Lumia 520. But I, I DJed a wedding and I DJed the whole wedding from the Lumia 520. This is wow. crazy to me, right? <laughs> Sprint offered me a Spotify account for free for the next three months. And I'm like, why not? So I took him up on it, synced all that music, uh, about three or four hours worth of music for the wedding, put it on the Lumia 520, played the whole thing in playlists. You know, I created these little playlists. The, the, speak, the speakers are that good in that thing? Well, no. So <laughs> I plug that into, I have a PA system. So I yeah. plug that into a 300-watt amp and some big Yamaha speakers. We uh, we actually hauled from Nebraska to, to Colorado for this wedding. Isn't and, that something uh, that, because it's digital, you know, it doesn't matter that it's a phone like that. As long as it has something to feed the, the speakers and those things that you're talking about, that little phone was able to do, do that, and I'm sure the quality of the sound was just fine. Good enough MP3 quality, right? I mean, yeah. not not uh, hi-fi, but um, certainly just a jack, and then jack goes into an RCA port, and then that becomes a channel. And actually, I have some adapters that that uh, send it to that make it mono into a eighth inch, no, a quarter inch jack, and then it goes into a regular line in. And that if you're a, if you're a you know a geek, uh, if you're a sound geek, and I'm kind of a I do outdoor sound stuff. I DJ weddings and have done some of those things. In fact, the PA equipment will come with me this year. I can't believe I didn't bring it last year or the last couple of years, but for the home service show meetup, I will bring my own equipment this year. Dave won't have to worry about that. Last year we had Microsoft bring it, uh, but we'll be doing our own. So anyways, that was pretty cool. Lumia 520. So I had my Android phone. I had my Lumia, uh, which is not doesn't have any service. I and I and I I knew that like with Spotify, this is what was so great about Spotify is that you can download that music and play it mm. and not necessarily have to be connected, right? You can sync it up, play it on your phone even if without a without a connection. The church we were at did not have a Wi-Fi connection, so I right. had to have something <laughs> that would work. I did have a backup. I had Spotify and all the music downloaded on my on my uh, Galaxy S4, so I could have backed that up as well. If I needed to, and I brought my laptop with me, which had another copy of it on there, just in case, right? I had three copies of it. I wasn't about to ruin a wedding reception by not having enough music uh, available. So, you know, I brought a battery uh, for my stuff. So, laptop, work laptop, which I didn't really even check my email was gone. Lumia 520, Android phone, a battery, right? Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that powers you. I ended up never needing it the whole time I was up there, right? I have, I have the really? little Power Rocks battery. Yeah, no, not uh, didn't, didn't pull. I did pull How out my trusty. Uh, well, I just based on the usage and where we're at, we stayed at the hotel a lot, and so I could I could charge things up if I need it. But we would go out in the morning. You know, we did a bunch of rock climbing. Go out in the morning, shoot pictures, come back, swim. You know, plug the phones in, so it wasn't too bad um, to be able to do. But those batteries, we've talked about this before. You can go back to it. There's a Power Rocks. I have a 900 milliamp or whatever that stands for. 9,000 milliamp, I think, is what it is. Um, and uh, and so I took it, but it sat in my backpack the whole time. The thing I use the most, and we've talked about this before again, is that Belkin. I have a Belkin plug extender, right? These are really mm -hmm. handy when you're in the airport or a hotel. Plug it in. It's got three ports along the side and two USB on top. Okay, and okay. Um, you can charge everything. So one one outlet, and I can charge everything in the room. Um, and so that was, um, you know, that's kind of when I think about the tech I took. That was about it. That was it. Now, one thing I thought about when you first—I I don't think you did this, but I had a question. I had a question. If you thought about it, 
and if you did, if it if it work, you're talking about taking a bunch of photos and with your phone or with whatever. Did you think about maybe setting up a um, a Google Plus event where you could have multiple people posting photos to that event? And I wonder, you know, for the, the probably most of the people who are listening to this, that wouldn't be a hard you know thing to do. You've probably been in Google Plus quite a bit, but I wonder f for your non-tech family, if you have some of that, that were at this event. If they, if you, you could have hooked them up, and that would have been a cool thing to do to have everybody posting into a Google Plus uh, event. Yeah, that would have been a great idea. I didn't even think about that. That would, especially with the wedding yeah. going on. Now we did, yeah, we did kind of use Facebook that way, and I, I okay. really feel for anybody who follows all of us, you know, because you know, I blocked uh, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might want to during the weekend. I was taking pictures and posting them. Sarah was taking pictures and posting them until her phone broke. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, uh, Phil was taking them. Alicia was taking them, his wife. And then Josh was taking them. Tim was taking them. Samantha was taking them. So all of us, all seven of us, were taking pictures and posting them. So if you followed our family, man, you saw And every day. You know, I was posting them live. This is the amazing thing, too. I've done Garden of the Gods for the last 10 years. And and only in the last two, maybe, have you gotten any any kind of connectivity out there. And now it's as good as anywhere in the city. And where's Garden uh, of the Gods? Garden of the Gods is in Colorado Springs, and it's a, it's a kind of a rock formation off the end of the city. It's up in the mountains, sort of. And, uh, you know, you just – I took pic tons of pictures there. I mean, I took pictures eight years ago when my kids were small. My parents have lived there for a while. And uh, you just – you know, you came home and downloaded them and – and uploaded them up to the computer. This was, I was taking pictures, you know, HDR photos, and then just, boom, right onto Facebook in, in well, real time. So you mentioned Facebook. I think that's, you know, I don't want to get into a Google Plus or Facebook debate. So maybe you couldn't get, like, my mom, I would not get to go over to Google Plus. But you could create a temporary or whatever group, actually. You can create yeah. a group, invite invite all of them in, get yourself in there, and just post in that group. So... Everybody doesn't have to suffer through your feed. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Although Facebook does a pretty nice job if you post multiple pictures. You know, it's one post. And, That's true. That's true. And so, and then, you know, Facebook's gotten so bad about only showing partial feeds anyway. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have really anybody come to me and say, hey, could you guys slow it down? I did have people say, man, I wish I was on vacation with you guys. Uh, we had a really good time. And so Facebook really became a big part of the way we would post and then we'd share them with each other and, you know, make comments and stuff. We we had cool. as much fun sharing, you, you know. Think about when we were younger and you would go on vacation. What you would hate is the guy who would come back with slides and he'd want to show you his slides. But, you know, back in that day, your people, your friend would go on vacation. You wouldn't hear anything from him. Until they came back, and then you know whatever. Nowadays, and I have friends who are on vacation right now out in, out in California. And actually, and when you were posting them too, it's fun to go through Facebook or wherever you're going through and see some of those photos. You're right; I don't have to sit there and, and watch all of them because you're not here making me watch your slides. Um, I can watch them as I want to, but it's it's fun to share in you know pieces of your vacation. So when you're on vacation, especially if it's someplace interesting, and even if it's not, just uh, you know, seeing some photos of where where your friends are uh is is fun to to be you feel a little bit of a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of you kind of go along with it. Oh, I've been there or I haven't been there or where you know, is I, that? Tell me about that place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know it kind of kind of makes you feel maybe like you're you're sharing a little bit and in real time you know it's like you, i was posting these pictures in the morning we were out 
I think Monday morning we were at Garden of the Gods and I you know I took a couple pictures and immediately moved them to Facebook and within an hour I was getting you know comments back on those and so that's nothing new we as tech guys and gals I mean I think that's all pretty pretty uh, nobody's shocked that we you know that we did that kind of stuff but it was for me it was my phone became the all-in-one device I was using it uh, kind of for everything one of the things I learned though so Sarah uh, that Monday she was out with us she was getting off of a rock and in some way crushed her phone between herself and the rock and cracked the screen and broke the digitizer on oh. now it's brand new Galaxy S4 right and when I say brand new I mean within the last six months I probably had mine about six months we don't have the insurance on it our backup is a Galaxy S2 <laughs> that we kept right yeah. now she actually went to sprint this morning they took care of it they switched her over took her phone switched it back so she's on her emergency phone but it, it did lead me to to um to think okay jim what are you gonna do so i called around and uh, you know they want a 100 bucks just to replace the screen not the digitizer but the screen right. by the way you can buy these screens for like 10 bucks on amazon or ebay or whatever right super easy to replace yourself. Okay, so, really? well, yeah, one of the things, at least on the Galaxy S4, I haven't done any of the other phones, but that night, Sarah was feeling kind of bummed. You know, she broke her phone, and with the digitizer broken, she couldn't do anything. I mean, it yeah. turned on, but then it was, you, can't you know, touch it. It, yeah, yeah, it was everything, the whole screen got crunched into the upper third like this, <sighs> and it was all, you know, it was all lines and jammed together. There was no way she was going to get anything out of that, and we tried. I tried a couple things to kind of help her out with it, couldn't make it work. So what I do, I went to YouTube. Broken, you know, what do you do with the broken S4? And so I watched a couple videos of guys that takes his phone apart. Mike, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of taking these kinds of things apart. I mean, I'm like, oh, no, watch the video. Either. And at the end of the video, I watched two. I was like, you know what? I can take this thing apart. So last night, I uh, just from memory, uh, took the back cover off, take the battery out, put your put your thumb underneath the power button here and you just start moving it around and it starts popping that frame loose huh. as you as you go around and then and you can use like a credit card or a little pick like a guitar pick pop that out and the frame pops off super easy you take there's some screws well you, you got to take about eight screws out first and then pop the frame off and then you can get to the uh, there's like it's like a uh, it's like plugging your monitor in right there's a little plug in there it goes in it's flat right but plugs in you just pop that off I took her phone apart, my phone apart. I put my screen on her phone so we could get in there and at least get access. She could answer some texts and do some other things that were on there that she couldn't see. And so we got it all squared away in preparation for her moving to a new phone. So, I, you know, I, I was thinking, man, the, the price these guys charge to work on these things, I, I'd yeah. charge half price. And So you and took both of your phones apart then? Took both apart, used my digitizer and screen on her phone. You know, I just plugged it in. And uh, and and had to use like so my home button. None of these buttons down here worked on my screen. I had to go to hers underneath, and yeah. you know you kind of have to rig it. But in an emergency situation, I was kind of glad we both bought um, the same phones. You yeah. Know? Because now I wouldn't. I don't know if you could do that with an iPhone or not. I don't know. But they're not. They're seriously. They're not as hard as I thought they were. There's when you replace the digitizer. There's a whole bunch of components on the motherboard. You know, the motherboard only takes up this section of the phone right here on the back, which is crazy yeah. to me. Super right? small. Super small. And that includes this big old camera lens that's in there. You know, and I say big, it's not very big, but it's still pretty big relative to the phone. The, 
The battery takes up most of the space. Oh yeah, it's it, the battery's fifty percent of the of the weight and the size. You know, on this thing. Imagine if we could get better battery technology. How thin and light they'd fly out of your hands. You could make know. it a paperclip size. <laughs> kind of. Well, you know, they did that back in the back in the late nineties. They got really small with their phones. Nobody nobody liked them because who wants to talk like this on their phone? <laughs> yeah. You know? Hello. Yeah. Um, hello. So uh, switched those over, got her set up, pulled it all back apart, and and to get to change the digitizer, that's probably a couple hours worth of work to carefully pull things apart, but very doable. And you have to you think about it. What goes in must come out, right? I mean, they it's, they they apply they put it together. Somebody put it together. So as long as they didn't glue it together. Well, there is some. So when you get to the digitizer, there are some spots where you need to get a heater, right? You get oh. a blow dryer on it, and you warm that glue up. And it'll pull apart. So how do you um, glue it back? Uh, they there's kits that you get uh, to when you pull the digitizer off. You pull the sticky stuff off with it, and then you there's a kit you put on and you put the digitizer back on top of it, and, okay. uh, and that kind of re adheres. the The glue is heat activated, so you heat it up and it loosens up, and then you heat it up again when you put it back together, and it okay loosens okay. up enough to put it. So end of the story is I don't think these things are as hard to work on as I mean yeah yeah I, I was I struggled with PCs back in the day but we got pretty good at working on PCs, oh, yeah. PCs it's really not cool. that much different just a little smaller so no the end of the story should be her phone's working now <laughs> oh that would be nice <laughs> it's so, not no not yet she's on the Galaxy <laughs> S2 <laughs> right oh, <now>. okay <laughs> it is Bridge the, the gap between I fixed it and it doesn't work. No, it's uh, yeah. I haven't fixed it yet, so let's not uh, let's not get carried away. Um, so I'm gonna fix it just, though. It must the, have more than digitizer in the screen. It's well, it's no, no. It is. It's only the digitizer in the screen. Okay, okay. But those things, because I, you know, I, I took mine and it it worked perfectly once I put my digitizer and screen on it. Um, so I know that's the case. So for $160, you can buy a brand already assembled screen and digitizer that you just then have to take the motherboard or the board components off of the other digitizer and put those in. That's a little bit of work. And uh, watching the video, I think something I can handle. I mean, if you, if you're good at small screws and being careful and patient with things, I think I think most people could do it. What you should do when you go to do that repair, which is going to take you several hours, <laughs> yeah. drink is, lots of beer. <laughs> yeah, well, not lots. <laughs> but set up a camera that's on time lapse. Yeah, yeah, I should. I don't know if you can but, do that with your webcam or not. But there's lots of probably there's lots of videos out there. This is what surprised me as there was. I've easily found two that show you great directions yeah. on what to do, and one so, of the guys had it nailed. I mean, he was saying exactly what every single component was. He's like, you know, this is the thing that makes your phone vibrate. Here's the audio jack. This is the this and this is that. Here's your antenna and this is the, you know, pull your USB port off. So um, then one of the guys I watched was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but you just got to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, so there's... Yeah. Well, so, good. I, I look forward to hearing when you uh, have it fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not we'll quite see. as scary once you get in there and start moving around. I don't think so. And, you know, so for 140 or 160 bucks, about the cool thing is we could change her to some different colors in the process. She had white. What? I could get a red or brown or, yeah, they make Red some or brown custom, what? Uh, this front plate that's that's on the Galaxy S4. There's this, this front plate. 
Really? It's stock black, but they make yeah. red and brown and purple and blue. And While you're at it, you might um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you're going to buy a new one. I mean, she had white. It was cool. It's a, you know, it looks like, a, I think they call it the Stormtrooper phone, you know, where mm-hmm. it's white and black. But um, uh, so we'll see. So that was kind of tragic. The good news was, as we backed up, uh, she's like, oh, my pictures. And I'm like, well, we'll just pull them off the phone. We'll turn it on. And, get, and so I start. I got on her phone, and I went to the picture folder, and I opened it up. And I said, what do you have on Google Plus? And because uh, we back up, you know, she backs her phone up to Google Plus. And uh, they were the same. And even though the phone, the digitizer was broken, it had it had updated the pictures. Now, yeah. she did have a couple in memory or something that she lost. She She told me she'd taken a few more. And they never made it to Google Plus, and she swears she had more. I don't know, but it did back up. All her pictures were backed up to Google Plus, and they're there. So, um, uh, a crappy end. I mean, that happened on Monday, and she felt pretty bad about it, losing her phone in that way. Now, I, this did give me. We are super dependent on our phones, because I was like, "Well, how are we gonna do this? Well, I'll just call you." And she's like, "No, you won't." <laughs> I'm like, oh crap! You know what? What am I gonna do? And because uh, she just didn't have any communication device, you know, and it's amazing how dependent we are for that now. What we have done, and I don't have them right here beside me, when we go on a cruise, you know, off, your cell phone may work out in the water, but it's going to cost you. And, and we try not to, we put it on, on airplane mode or whatever, so that nothing's happening with, with that. If you buy the Wi-Fi package, you might be able to do something through Wi-Fi. But we bring uh, walkie-talkies with us, you know, those five-mile walkie-talkies and how, how much are those i think we for a set of four we paid uh, a little under a hundred dollars the, the the higher quality they're supposed to go five miles line of sight five miles now on a ship you know it, it it barely makes it from one end to the other with all that metal there but we were getting and we were on the allure of the seas which is a large ship it's one of the largest in the ocean right now uh we were we're making it from one end of the ship to the other that's not too bad and, we, and from when I say one end to the other, the kids or somebody might have been on one end and we were in our room. So, you know, it was not just going from top deck to top deck. It was going from going that way. Yeah. So if you're within a smaller range like that, that is something to think about if you're not going to have cell service or cell service is going to be expensive. And are those pretty quiet when you have them? Because I know there's a squelch on it that, you know, and then you can. We turn ours to vibrate because it gets a little aggravating to everybody else to hear yeah. that squelch. Yeah. <laughs> No one, you know, no one else wants to hear all that. So we turned ours to vibrate. Well, that's cool. That I mean, I guess I haven't seen a walkie-talkie in a while. That's cool that um, you can that they got one that vibrate now. Yeah, yeah. You can use. So Lopta says you can use those in international waters, and I think U.S. and Canada. Uh, the walkie-talkies. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a way you could not use them. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe because they of uh, maybe there's some communications laws or something associated with that. Well, yeah, I'm not going to give legal advice. Use at your own risk. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great idea. We we used to take those on youth group. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we're using FRS or GMRS. Do you know what he's talking about? Lopta's right. asking. To be using, honest, I I don't know, and I don't have know. them within oh, reaching okay. distance here. Oh. What? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I just thought have... everything was within your reach. I thought uh, not everything. <laughs> that happened. That's awesome. Well, that was kind of our, from a tech standpoint, that was probably our biggest kind of issue through the trip was when she broke her phone, you know, and mm-hmm. 
she brought her phone out to take a picture. She's like, oh, the screen's cracked. And then she hit the power button and then won't the digitizer went crazy. So she quickly turned it off thinking that would make a difference. And it, it really didn't. The screen was broken, not the processor. And so, yeah. um, it was kind of, it's, it was a tough deal. We're going to, we're going to get her fixed and, um, and it should be fine. So one of the things, uh, Mike, I want to ask you before you go on vacation, you know, that's one of those things. What do you do with your tech before you go? Um, we spent a lot of time on home server show talking about backing up your stuff. So we won't spend a lot of time about backing it up, but let me ask you this. Uh, I assume we'll assume you back up. Uh, and actually I turned a server off and my, my PC was backing up while we were talking to that because I just turned it on a few minutes ago and it's backing up to it now. But, um, I assume you back up, but do you, you shut everything off when you go as far as PCs go or do you leave them on? I shut everything off except for probably the server. Uh, I have one server. I have three servers. So one of the servers that's running Crash Plan, that one I I leave up if it's not caught up. If it's caught up, I'll like right now I because of something I did. It's still got twenty something days to go before it's done. If that was caught up, I would turn everything off. I turn all my tech off, and sometimes I might even unplug the, the surge protector just to be extra safe. Just to disconnect it all. The way. I should say the battery backup surge protector. I, yeah. Every one of my PCs has a battery backup. I might even unplug those. I haven't done that every time, but sometimes, uh, if I remember, so I do. But I do turn them all off. Yeah, we. I turned a few off. I left my home server on. Uh, that's got things that run daily, and it's super efficient. So I didn't have, I didn't have any problem with that. Um, I kind of shut just about everything else down, just for power reasons. You're not going to be here, right? It doesn't make sense to yeah. necessarily have it. Um, to kind of have it all running and, and up and going. You know, it's interesting. You're, you're doing a big backup and it's taking days. That's a great time to just uh, crank open the <laughs> the bandwidth and just let it run, right? I mean, while you're away because nobody's, nobody's consuming the bandwidth in the house. Unless you have PFSense, which I just let it run all the time and it don't yeah, even true. notice it. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I forgot what else I was going to say. but um, I, Any, Because I have Nest, I was going to say, because I have a Nest, I don't worry about it necessarily as we're leaving. If I remember, I will. But I, you know, because I can access it through the phone, I will turn the the heat up or down depending on what time of the year it is. Let it get a little cooler, a little a little hotter in the house. Not too much. You don't want to let it go too crazy. But I'll, I'll if I don't remember to do that before we let, leave, I do have where I can do it on the phone. Yeah, that is kind of nice to have that kind of control. You know, yep. we had we had the nest in the form of my son John. He stayed uh, <laughs> while we were here, and so he kind of kept uh, he kind of kept the house warm, so to speak. Although we had some record-setting temperatures on Monday while we were gone. Thank goodness we were we were out. Um, but uh, so he kind of kept he kept he kept watch for us, which was really nice. And I know, I know some people may leave their server up and run it because they access their server from remotely. I don't do that. If you did, that would be a reason to leave it running. Another thing to think about is, you know, where you and I may not have um, bandwidth caps that anybody's enforcing. Uh, you know, I, I am using two terabytes so far this month um, of bandwidth. Yeah, that's that's, that's not storage, just bandwidth of yeah, this month. Right. Uh, not everybody has that ability. So if you're going to be leaving the house, it may be a good time to think about doing taking some of your storage off-site if you can't be backing up remotely with crash plan like that yeah it's a good time to take a backup set off-site exactly, right? you just, you, just take it to work drop it and leave it because right? you think about the, the times that someone something may go wrong with your house somebody breaking in a fire or flood or something like that some kind of uh, plumbing issue something that could damage your server and all your storage is when you're not there 
No, right on, right on. And you don't have any, I mean, the house just burns down, right? Yeah. I mean, and there's nobody there. I mean, hopefully your neighbors catch it, but that's the, that's the time it almost always goes bad, right, yeah. when those kinds of things happen. Um, you know, Rennie had mentioned he leaves the server on to get his files if he needs them. I'd mm-hmm. actually, in my case, if I needed them, I'd go to crash plan to get them. That, that'd be the exactly. easiest way. Um, now, I leave the server running too, but if I did turn it off, there'd been a power failure, there were the batteries couldn't recover, or you know, any of those kinds of situations. They're all available on crash plan for me. If I need onesies or twosies, I can grab that and, uh, and pull it down and get that done. So, so not a bad way to go about it. Mike, one of the things you might have seen me doing, besides posting to Facebook all the time, and it wasn't necessarily me, it was my kids, uh, but uh, I was tweeting while I was gone. I right? noticed and, that, yes. And, yeah, it was people who were like, hey, how are you? I, I thought you were on vacation, right? I'm like, I am on vacation. And uh, you and I have both been looking at, and here's some tech that I, I kind of want to expose to uh, to folks, is we've been looking at two services. You one more than the other. I've been looking at both, but Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. I think I've mentioned that here on Home Gadget Geeks before. We talk a lot about it on Ask the Podcast Coach Saturday mornings, 930 Central. If you want to come over and listen to me on Saturday mornings, Mike, you're always there. So I'm always there. First one. I appreciate one. that. It's good. Yeah, you are. You beat me every single time. <laughs> every single week. I, I, I come down early and I'm go, I go out there. Oh, Mike Howard's already there. <laughs> Um, but Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, that's actually a service I paid for. I pay for $15 a month. I like it. They're actually really, really good. And, you know, it's it's an automation service. So you can take, uh, say, every time someone posts. So every time JPEG to RAW posts a, a, a blog post, I can have an RSS trigger, and it will create an automatic tweet for me, and it will send it out to Twitter or to Buffer or anywhere. I could write it to a Google a doc. I could yep. send it to Evernote. What do you have any other? You can yeah. send it to OneNote. You can send things to OneNote. Yeah, which right is crazy. It. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking you're talking about Zapier. I'm, now I'm talking about if this, if this, then, then that. that. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm personally not familiar with Zapier. I've been using if this then that. Same thing. And the, the things that you can have it do is beyond what just maybe the techie would do or the podcaster would do, you know, things where you can have it gather stuff, put it into to OneNote or to Evernote, something like that. You can have it turn things on and off your phone, an iPhone or an Android phone. You know, you can have it at certain times of the day, turn it on silent, turn it back on sound, do that kind of stuff. Uh, when you get to work, turn it on silent. When you get home, turn it back on, on you know, sound or whatever. You can have it put out a Facebook post or a tweet or... Uh, some other things I can't remember what else, maybe Tumblr or something like that, on certain times of the year or you know date driven or time driven to say you know Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday or something like that. Maybe I should do that for my mom because I never remember to call her. <laughs> or maybe have it send a text to you to remind you call your mom. It's yeah. your birthday, right? Then you, something like and that. that's the thing, right? I mean, I've been experimenting. All the stuff that I do, I experiment with, right? I use my own personal account. We're using some of it at work at Gallup too. And um, and so I kind of experiment with it. And when I first started, I was using the automation every time uh, someone would post something in a Facebook group, I would tweet it. Uh, and I'm changing that now, or or the RSS feed is a better example. I, I, I follow some people that I want to, I like what they write, and I want to automatically post. Well, if I get a bunch of them to, to post all at the same time, then all of a sudden I get you know three or four Twitter messages within a 20-minute time span. Um, and so I've been using Buffer. That's another BufferApp.com. That's another uh, app that's out there. So I actually feed those tweets into Buffer, and then Buffer separates them out by I can set a schedule with Buffer. And say, hey, I only want you to schedule between the hours of, and this is where I'm at right now, seven 
7.55 and 9.55 p.m., 7.55 a.m., to in every hour on the hour between those times, then tweet. And so you'll watch. I've got some other tweets going on, too, that are happening in real time, but I'm spreading out some other ones as well. And so if you've been following me on Twitter, at Jay Collison on Twitter, you've probably noticed my traffic has picked up on that. And if you don't like it, just stop following me. That's it's. I'm not going to stop. It's one of those things that that I want to keep doing. But um, yeah, so auto tweeting and like Mike, you said, there's some home automation. There's some phone integrations that you can do with it. Some integration with Nest, I think there is. Yeah, there is something there. Yeah. There's something with uh, some of the lights. I think uh, Philips has a light called Crap. It's not called Crap. I can't remember the name of the. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the, the light bulb, but you can actually have it change the color of the light bulb based upon the weather outside or something like that. So there's a few things like that you can do. Some of them are more gimmicky than others, but some of them are very useful. I have, I am right now using I think 21 different. They call them recipes for if this then that. I'm using 21 recipes. Yeah. No, and I think I have 17. I'm trying to catch up to you with it. And I'm trying to be, uh, and if you've got some suggestions or if you've got some complaints, let me know, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you follow me on Twitter, send me a tweet, whatever. I, I did turn on one and I spammed, you know, I said, anytime, you know, go to Twitter and anytime someone says cybersecurity, I want you to tweet back to them. Hey, we, you know, thanks for following cybersecurity. We'd love to have you listen to our podcast on Cyber Frontiers. Well, there was a conversation that went back and forth that had the word cybersecurity in it. And so somebody just got blasted by me. So the next day, I know you, you had, yeah. I mean, you had your Facebook talk, so talk I had, about that. I, you can create a circle and you got to be careful that you can create a circle. I had set up uh, one to welcome new members to our Facebook group. The, the, if this, then that is broken with that. And whenever somebody joins, it welcomes them. And then proceeds to welcome the previous 100 people who joined, one at a time. If somebody new joins again during that time, it'll start over and do it again. And I also had set up anytime somebody posts on Facebook to tweet it. And also, you know, the tweets then went to my Facebook page or something like that. So I set up a little circle where somebody would join the group, it would welcome them and start welcoming 100 people and tweeting all that stuff out and then posting it to our Facebook page. So I was trying to stop it and delete as fast as I could as it just continued to do it. So you got to, don't do it and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah check it. Check, check it before it, you yeah. go. Yeah. And, and there you go. Tony says Hugh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Rennie makes a good point. He's like, Jim, you should set up a different account for strengths. Um, yeah, except I don't want, I don't want to manage a whole, I already got the average guy TV uh, Facebook account or uh, Twitter account, and I've got, my own and this is this is a struggle for me because this is where my worlds collide right i'm a podcaster for both work and at home and and those worlds collide in a lot of ways and it's it's one of those kinds of things it's like i want to the coaches know me uh out there on my twitter account as much as you guys do and so i've i'm tweeting both i think um like to, right now i have one set up every time a facebook update happens on either the strengths finder account or on the on the call the coach one that I run it tweets I think I'm probably going to shut that off at some point I haven't seen a lot I haven't seen very much traction on that and again I'm testing some things I appreciate you guys being patient with me as I test things out we're just trying stuff to see what's effective and and uh and if I thought you know the other thing is is I moved off some strength stuff onto the average guy TV account uh, because I didn't want to spam you with all that every time somebody po uh, posts their top five. I didn't want to sp spam them with that. 
Um, and so maybe I just have to rethink about who does what and maybe all the podcasting traffic for the average guy TV stuff needs to go through that Twitter account, switch over to that completely. And all the strength stuff needs to go through the Jay Collison account. So, um, I really don't want a third Twitter account to grow and, you yeah. know, half. I will it. say, and maybe I need to back it off. You, you've had some good growth there. <coughs> Excuse me. You've had some good growth there. When I checked uh, recently, you were almost at 1,500 followers on, yeah. on Twitter. It's picking up. Dave. <laughs> Got you, McCabe. <laughs> um, well, but Mike, the quality of that, you know, some of this, I've called it the summer of Twitter because I've had all these interns college and high school interns in. And one of our projects was to kind of research and figure out how to make Twitter work for us with the at strengths finder. And so I've learned a lot about it from a tech perspective, but I don't know. There's people who are out there that are wildly successful as far as growing engaged groups out there. And that's what we're trying to do. Um, and so there's a balance in there somewhere, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know. So anyways, if you've been following me on Twitter and you don't like what I'm doing, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I, I'm trying. I'm, I will probably do some things differently. You know me, I'm always changing, but, uh, but that has been this automation. So I would, in the evenings I would use buffer. I would load up a bunch of articles into buffer, um, you know, stuff that I found interesting that I thought you might like to see. Maybe, maybe not. Tell you what's been popular is I follow the uh, NASA RSS feed now. And uh, and so every time NASA t tweets something or every time they post something, I just tweet it. Those get bunches of hits. And anytime you put Star Wars in your feed, <laughs> that always does well. So I think like anytime it, you put any kind of uh, popular show on there, because I did, uh, I, I tweeted several times about Halt and Catch Fire. And those all got retweeted and favorited and all that kind of stuff. Responses back to them, yeah. Yeah. On, on those kind of well, the question you ask yourself is, what's the end goal with Twitter? What yeah. are we really trying to do with it, right? And it, for me, it's an advertising mechanism, right? It's a way to get the word out about some of the things that we're doing uh, here on the network. Open to your criticism, your comments. Uh, I'm not going to agree with them all. There's some things I'm going to do that you're not going to like. I apologize for that. Don't don't follow me if you don't want to. It hurts my feelings a little bit. It really hurts Mike Howard's feelings when people leave his Facebook group. <laughs> I'm track you down. <laughs> but uh, creating a spreadsheet of everybody who's there now. That's right. <laughs> he knows. I know when you leave. You do not want to leave that JPEG Raw Facebook group, but. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the point being at that, at that point, is there some really cool, when you think about this automation, I'm using it for Facebook and, and, you know, Twitter and some of those kinds of things. But like you mentioned, that's home automation, things you could be taking care of when you're away, right? I mean, maybe you have an automated task, like one of these with the hue lights, right? Maybe you want to turn your lights on and off on a regular pattern. So it makes it look like your home, right? Maybe that's something you want to do. You could use automation to do that with one of these services, uh, right, kind of, and make right. it happen while you're out. So, well, yeah. Before we get, can I bring us back to photos? I had a couple of things. Yeah, on photos. yeah. Do that. So I know you were a cell phone photo guy, and and that's what a lot of people are going to do. And I'm going to do some cell phone photos too, but some people are going to take a DSLR or a, you know a bigger camera. Uh, along with them, it's going to the standard, more standard camera, digital camera. I know Tim is going on vacation in August down to Disney, and he's taking with him an iPad. And I'm, the two things I'm going to mention here are both: they only do an iPad; they won't run an Android. And I don't own an iPad, so I'm not going to use them. But for Tim, he's going to be taking a lot of photos using his SLR, his digital SLR. And he has an iPad, and he has the PhotoSmith app. It is PhotoSmithApp.com. 
and it interacts with Lightroom. If you're a serious photographer, you would need to have Lightroom as part of your editing process uh, you know, on your main computer. But when you're out in the field, you may not have Lightroom with you. And you may not have your laptop and all that kind of stuff. So you have your, your tablet, you have the Photosmith app on that, and then he's using an iFi card, which is basically uh, just a mem uh, you know compact flash or whatever type of memory card he has that has Wi-Fi built into it, and he's using that, going to feed his iPad, use the Photosmith app so that in that he can go through, and one of the more time-consuming things when you take a lot of photos as a, as a photographer is going through them and picking out which ones or the good ones, which ones you want to edit later on, and tagging them with, you know, who the, this is Jim Collison. You know, you want you really want to tag them if you can in Lightroom. You can he could be doing all that stuff at night when he gets back at the hotel room, going through them. And even even if he doesn't get done, he's getting something done. So he's tagging all those. When he gets back home, that then syncs up with Lightroom that he has at home, and all that work he did in the field is already done. So Photosmith app is, is what I was just talking about there. And there's another one that's not doesn't have quite as much features as that, but it's the actual the Adobe Lightroom mobile app, also only for the iPad. And that is doesn't allow you to do everything that a Photosmith app does. It is free though, the, the Lightroom mobile app, if you already have um, the uh, Creative Cloud that, that comes along with it. So that's something to look at. There was one more thing, uh, the um, HyperDrive which is a portable storage unit. You know, Scott Green, our Facebook group, had talked about that for a while. He brings it along with him when he's shooting weddings. It has the ability to download his compact flash card right into it. It has a little LCD screen, and we can have the link in the show notes. little LED screen so he can see them on there, and he can download his photos as you know after he shoots, put them in there uh, as additional storage. Yeah, there you go. As additional storage... For, uh, for him while he's in the field. Because one of the things, if you're taking photos, you don't want to you know, you don't want to lose some of these photos and you may need to reuse that compact flash card. So it's a way to offload some of that. And it has Wi-Fi built into it. So if you have that one of those iFi cards, exactly. it'll, link, it'll sync with this device immediately, yep. right? Yeah, I think it also has, yeah, it has a way to, to input right into it too. But and you can't use the iFi. They start at about 250. Looks like 250 yeah. for the for the... For the doesn't see how much space the uh, 120 gig version is 299, right? And then um, they go all the way up to 649 for the one terabyte. Wow, it's a lot for one terabyte, but yeah. they're pretty small, right? From that, yeah. Standpoint. And if you're someone who's in the field a lot, that is a that is a good thing to have to back up your photos. If you can, I would help. I would try not to overwrite your compact flash or whatever memory card you're using. Try, try to bring enough cards that you don't have to overwrite them just in case. Uh, that's a way to back them up, though. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. I mean, you could, I mean, like, like you're saying, if you're not on a phone, right, these, that works out really well if you're putting them on the card and you can it, either move it automatically or pull it out swap right. in that you know you could as you talk about the you know if you're especially at amusement park and you're standing in line which you do it a lot yeah take a bunch of pictures as you're standing in line you know pull that thing out and and be editing right as you're standing yeah. in line gives you something to do kind of kind of gives a new meaning to the word multitasking there at that point, <laughs> so. or you know for in tim's case he's gonna be using an ipad so he can do that at you know breakfast in the morning, or I don't know if he's going to carry it around in his bag or not. But there's lots of downtime when you're at a vacation, and he can you know going through and culling the images, which is you know sorting good and bad. 
you can do that pretty fast without having to use a lot of brain power. Right. Sometimes when you're at vacation and you have a lull in your time, you don't necessarily want to you want to just relax. Uh, you can do that fairly easily without using a lot of brain power. Yeah. You're not deleting them, I and you're only working with the JPEG in that in that situation. Sitting by the pool, you know, enjoying yeah. a beverage. That's not a bad way to you know pull the iPad out or the tablet or whatever that little device and uh, just start going through the just going through uh, kind of separating the pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. So look at that. That's we had cool. that we had the guy who one of the guys who runs Photosmith on the show um, a few weeks back and talked about that. So it's it's it. I think the app is like 1995. It's not expensive at all. JPEG Draw, isn't that the number one photo podcast now in, in the nation, maybe in the world? Asterisk Mark. Yep, yeah. it is. <laughs> Asterisk Mark. I like that. Uh, that's live on Tuesday nights at 7.30 Central, uh, 8.30 Eastern, and a chat room. Yeah, and video. Yeah. <laughs> and has a host named Mike Howard. <laughs> and, and is a broadcast on JPEG Draw. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good yeah. good title. Yeah. So some cool things to do because, really, I mean, when you're on vacation, the number one thing you're worried about is pictures, right? I mean, that's what everybody, that's what you take. We we went alpine sledding at Winter Park in Ooh. Colorado on uh, on Tuesday. We went there and I left the phone in the hotel room. I, it's like nope, oh. not taking, and we we they have a for fifty bucks you get like a, a day pass to everything, and they have a lot of summer events there. This alpine slide, they got bounce house, and these big bungee jumping things, and you know, right, one so. of them is you can take one of the big lifts all the way to the top, and that was amazing. You know, we had a I had I had a beer at the top of the at the top of the world, so to speak, and uh, it was just fantastic. Now I only regret I didn't have my phone with me at that point, but. I understand not taking your phone, but you should have taken this. Yeah, let's talk about the GoPro because my brother had one there, and he was taking pictures of the kids swimming, and he would go underneath, you know, go underwater with them. He made a whole video with music and everything that he put together of these kids and their GoPro. You know, he puts it on the the wand that you hold out so you can do yourself. This thing. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Hold on, let me flip that over to you. I mean, you can go. You you can spend some serious cash on this GoPro stuff. Yeah, the the GoPro itself, the one I got, I got the 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 black, the Hero Three Plus Black Edition, which is the most expensive one, and it is, I think it's right at four hundred dollars for the for the camera without a memory card. It comes with what you're seeing here. It comes with the camera, the case, and a few other accessories like a, a remote. I have actually never used a remote. Uh, the access, a lot of the accessories like this one here are usually under twenty bucks a piece. They're not that expensive. And I got a few. I got the headband. I got the suction cup. I got this thing. I got the the little grip thing. Uh, the the couple things I'll say about it is the battery is not going to last long at all. The battery in this thing, because especially if you're doing like I I usually shoot in 1080p, 60 frames a second, and the battery is just not going to last that long. And I often because there is no LCD screen on the standard one, you can see the back. Just you have no idea what you're pointing this thing at. I mean, you got a general idea, but you, know, you could be framing it where you're cutting everybody's heads off. Uh, I actually turn the Wi-Fi on, and then the, there's a free app you get with it, and you can see live video there, and you can use that to frame it. And that just chews up the battery even faster. There is a extended battery you can get, and then you got to get a little bit different back on the on the uh, case here to make sure it's still you know sealed. But this is a water sealed case. You can take it, and it's pretty tough too. It's a great thing to take on vacation. Just charge it on a regular basis. And get yourself a big, fast memory card. 
Biggest, fastest. I mean, what's what size you recommend? Let's see what size I got. <laughs> I open, open it up and take a look. <laughs> and the memory card is just crazy small in this thing too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's really. I mean, there's so many things you can do with that because you can set those to take pictures every so often, right? Yeah, I got what you're doing. You're not going to be able to see this because yeah, it's so yeah. tiny. Wow. But it's a 64 gig. Good you can't see that, can you? Yeah, now I can see it, yeah. Okay, 64 gig uh, Extreme Plus from SanDisk is what I'm using. How much right now? Actually, I think it was under $50. Okay, that's not that's That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're not that expensive. Get, so that's why I'm saying get a big, fast one. And my my like I said, my brother had one, and he he's using the heck out of that thing, making movies of the kids, and he put it in his truck, uh, just mounted it right on the front where it was showing. It was him and his daughter, and he was they were singing some crazy song, and he just you know just recorded it, and and uh, you know she was making funny faces, and and it was cute. It was it was really cool. Yeah, I went on a trip where we were out at a uh, camp out in the middle of the woods. And to get there, you had to go through some some narrow you know roads with mud in them, and then there was a, a ditch I had to go through. I used the suction cup. I had the suction cup thing, suction cup it to the front of my hood, and drove through the woods uh, using the, the you know suction cup. It stayed on there really good, uh, and took that and you know water splashing everywhere. Some water did hit the the front lens. And that made you know some spots on there as I was driving through, but you know take you take that and then the software that you get that you can download is uh, from from the people who make this from um, uh, from the GoPro people. The software will crash on a regular basis, so make sure you save very often. But it's fairly easy to go through there and speed up and slow down the clips and then add music to it and all that kind of stuff. So I I added the 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 ACDC Back in Black uh, song in there and made it to be the same length as the song. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I, there's, I think we're only going to see more of these devices come out. They're going to get smaller and more convenient and uh, then less. The, the GoPro has been wildly popular. Tim, my number four son, he bought an off-brand of it. And, of course, he then put it on his helmet and did some stuff. And he, they're super creative with all the things that they do. So it was, um, it was pretty cool. But definitely... I think a go-to device now for vacation. I mean, I think it would have been cool to put that on my head and then take, like, carry it up the incline, right? Which is a seriously steep climb. Um, it's all it's doable. It's just really hard. And uh, have that on, and then do the time lapse, you know, uh, shots of it to kind of you know bring that all in. So that would be that would be very cool to do. I've done a time lapse in a uh, baseball dugout. Where when I the people I had the had it set up had my app on the phone had the thing on the phone and as they're coming back into the dugout click and I'd have it take a photo every one or ten two seconds I can't remember what it was something like that and then when they were done they were leaving I would turn it off because I'm trying to preserve the battery and I did that through the whole game and then I took all those it was a lot of photos but made basically a time lapse video out of all those photos so yeah it, it, it's um. You you get better with it the more you use it, and there's a lot of different settings. You can have some really high speed on there. You can do something, I think, 240 frames a second, 240 frames a second, or maybe even higher than that as you as you reduce the resolution. I will be taking it on any vacation we go on in the future, and I probably when I go on a vacation, I'll either buy the extended battery, and or additional batteries just to make sure I have enough batteries for it. Yeah, isn't that like the 
the bottleneck at this point is batteries. The yes, the the battery that comes with it is nowhere near enough to fill for me to fill the memory card with that thing, and and you can't even get you probably can't even get two hours worth of shooting with it at full charge. Yeah. Well, as we were climbing the incline, and a lot of spots in Colorado don't have cell service, and so my phone was going between 4G, 3G, and nothing back and forth searching. I should have just put it in airplane mode, to be honest with you. But half a day gone, right? I mean, all that labor of searching. Now, I was taking a lot of pictures, too. So the screen was on quite a bit as I was up there. Now, what was weird is I was going in and out of service Twitter and Facebook were updating, so I'd get to a spot, and then, bam, you'd hear my phone go off, <laughs> and it was buzzing and, you know, and, and making noise. And my daughter had climbed halfway up with us, and because people are like, why didn't you even have your phone on, right? Well, my daughter had climbed halfway up the incline with us and then said, I think I'm going to go back. And uh, we didn't, I didn't, so I sent her back down the hill. She's 15. And uh, so I'm like, well, just text me from time to time. I want to make sure everything's, you know, going okay. I know there wasn't a lot I could do. One of the things we did find, totally tech-related, uh, is that we were walking down. This gal came blowing by me. She was running down uh, the the hill coming down. It's just a great one to run down. It's a three-mile loop, and if you run down it, you can do it just incredibly fast as a runner. I ran that a couple years ago, had a blast. This girl comes blowing by me. So a few minutes later, I'm walking down the trail, and there on the middle of the trail, I see an iPhone, and then I see her keys. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, somebody had a yard sale. And uh, she had uh, she had been keeping them. She had a water bottle, and she'd kept them in the pocket of the – there's a pocket in the water bottle to keep uh-huh. them. And that had gotten unzipped, or she'd unzipped it for something, and pff, out came the, fl- the phone flying. She didn't notice it. And uh, so I picked it up, and I carried it to the bottom of the hill. And uh, she said, uh, so I'm like, so I told the kids, I said, I bet it's her and I bet we'll catch her right at the bottom of the hill. So sure enough, we got down to the bottom and I kept waiting for someone who had this look of fear in their face, yeah. right? Like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I got to go all the way back up. Where did I lose that? Am I going to, am I going to do this three mile hike to not find it because someone stole it, right? Or someone was going to keep it or whatever. Because how easy would that have been to put it in my pocket and be like, well, okay, there you're was. out of luck, you know? So um, the, uh, so I caught her, sure enough, I caught her at the bottom of the hill and I saw this look of panic on her face. I said, Hey, did you lose something up here? She's like, I lost my phone. And I'm like, what, this phone? <laughs> she was so happy. She, you know, she's like, Oh, thank goodness. Somebody was honest. And, and, uh, yeah. looks like Kevin good. has been listening to us while he's waiting to board. Kevin, have a safe flight as you yep. go. Maybe you can catch us on Wi-Fi when you're on the, uh, if you do catch us on the plane. Let us know. Uh, give us a give us a holler on the Wi-Fi. He's really good at that. He he, he is really good at that, and he seems like he's always traveling on Thursday nights. You know yeah. when he's doing that. So uh, he's Abraham, traveling home. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, good. Good for him to get home. Um, and and so she was very appreciative that we returned her phone. I think the more important thing was that I found her key. Yeah. Um, to her car, because you know what do you do, right? Yeah, you're I mean, just stuck. You're kind of screwed. So you, you call for help. Yeah. Yeah, well, with what? <laughs> you lost the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- I set him up. You you nail him down. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job. I nailed that one down. So. Uh, one last thing on the GoPro. Yeah. Rennie said that's not very convenient to be looking at your phone and trying to line things up. You can get an LCD screen for the back of one of these if you wanted to. Yeah, maybe. It's extra, it's extra cost. That is kind of cool if you've got it in a spot. You know, a lot of people will put those in spots where, you know, you're, they're not accessible. They'll put them up on the top of a ladder or something. Yeah. And then you can kind of 
you can kind of run it from your phone. Now, I think that's the convenient. You know, yeah, especially if you you know if you set it up somewhere, it's it's nice to be able to have that if you can. Yeah, yeah. No, what Mike? One of the other nice things, uh, one of the other tech things when we talk about like GoPros and stuff, um, and we talked about this. Oh, I've had this phone since, or I've had this watch since May, but um, I took. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Let's go back here. Uh, one of the things that I did take with me. Uh, now it's like in an endless cycle, but I took my Garmin. Um, a 220 with me. Yeah. Now this is primarily a running watch, but it does. You can go underwater with it, and it does have. Um, it's water resistant, and it does measure uh, altitude as well as elevation as you're changing. So distance and elevation, and it was really cool. Like when I did the incline, or when we we did the backwoods, or when we did Garden of the Gods, I just turned it on and just you know I wasn't running. I just had it running the whole time I was on the trail, and when I got off the trail, I had a complete trail map of what oh, we had lost nice. that day, which was really cool. I didn't care about the time. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about that. Um, and so it was, yeah. So when I got done, in fact, if you follow me on Twitter, I don't, I might've posted it one time to my Facebook, um, account, but it was, um, uh, you, you've got a map and you can, so you can share it and say exactly. One of our friends was like, Oh, where were you hiking? I love those pictures. And, um, and so we're like, here you go. Here's the trail map, right? This is exactly where you need to go if you want to take this this trail. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. We got, in fact, at one point we were on the mountain. I didn't have my phone with me, and Sarah goes, "I wonder how high this is." You know, we were on the top of the mountain, and so I started it, let it run for a minute, stopped it, saved it. When I got back, because I didn't have my phone with me, when I got back, I synced it with my phone, and it told me the elevation. We were at like 10,029, you know, 2,000 uh, or 10,229 feet, something like that. And so that was that was really cool that I could be able to, um, you know, to track all that. And when I go into the Garmin software when I'm done, um, you can then uh, say it was a hiking, you know, so you can say running or swimming or hiking or whatever. Um, right. Garmin's gotten really good at their software and making all that stuff work. And so Rennie found it. I think it, I did a Facebook post um, uh, with it. If you're interested in more on that, let me know. Send me a DM on Twitter or uh, catch me in our Facebook group or something like that. But it was, it, it was something traditionally you wouldn't use a running watch for, yeah. but it became like a hiking device. It was pretty cool. Well, you know, if you take photos with your phone, it's going to GPS tag them. But you know, we're talking about Tim and, and somebody like me who's going to bring in digital SLR along with us. A lot of those, the majority of those, do not uh, G GPS tag the photos. So you can get. Uh, I have an app called uh, GPS Logger, and just make sure that your phone and your and your uh, camera are synced at the same time. And then I will just turn that GPS logger on. And then later when I'm in Lightroom, I can load the file it creates. I actually have GPS logger right in a file to Dropbox. I can take that file and then bring it into bring it into Lightroom, sync those two up, and now I have a map of where I've taken all those those pho those photos from my di digital SLR. Yeah, and you can that would, sync the two together. You can sync the two together. Something that would already come with a cell phone, you know, taking uh, photo, and a lot of point and shoots that have that now, but your digital SLR may not. But that's a way to get around it. Yeah, no, that's a good a good way to get it um, to get that set. I know with the cell phone, they're all tracked. And, and actually, when I got home with the pictures, they were all, Google had already built an album for me that <laughs> nice. was like, your trip to Colorado Springs. And uh, so at one point, Sarah, I was, we'd gone for a swim, and I was sitting in a chair. 
if you're following me on Facebook, you might have seen this for a few minutes. I'm I'm in shorts, not you know I'm not uh, underneath this t-shirt. It's uh, it's a little white, and uh, and so I'm getting a little sun, and and I'm embarrassingly white probably. And so she snaps this picture. I was just dead asleep. And so she's I, when I woke up, she's like, "Well, I posted. I took a little picture of you. I posted on Facebook. I'm, You'll take that down right now. You will." <laughs> so she did. I did you see it at all, Mike? No, you're going to show us now, right? No, I'm not going to show you now. <laughs> So I made her delete it off Facebook. But then I was going through my that album that Google had created for me. It was in there. Because, <laughs> of course, she took the picture and automatically, you know, both my pictures. Is that pictures, a public album that I can pull up right now? It is not. Um, I don't know. Maybe you have access to my, because I gave you access to my, fo- my, my photos at one Who, point. I don't, keep I don't talking, know. Jim. Um, but uh, uh, to say the least, you know, when I take a picture with my phone, it uploads both to SkyDrive and to Google Plus. So it's probably in both places, and it's a little embarrassing. It's not bad. I just I'm not the I was I was sleeping, and you know I usually suck my gut in most of the time. But when you're sleeping, <laughs> it just kind of. <laughs> anyways, you get the picture. It wasn't the greatest. Uh, it wasn't the greatest picture of me of all time. And so, um, no, it was good, Mike. I think this might have been the first vacation that I took, um, in a while where the technology got out of the way. I've spent the last 10 years cause I'm, I'm an, I'm an out front technology guy, right? I'm always trying to use the latest gadgets doing the crazy stuff. I mean, think about all the podcasting we've tried to do from weird places. And, yeah. you know, I was the guy that had GPS that I bought for my laptop before they really, I mean, this was, five, six, seven years ago before phones had all that stuff in it, I bought a GPS device that Bluetooth, or no, I'm sorry, that USB'd into my laptop, and we set the laptop on the dash, and it did. that was like our in-car navigation system, this big old <laughs> laptop, right? And you could only go so long because the laptop battery would die, and we didn't have the right gear to plug that into a you know a, an inverter in the car or whatever. So um, I was that guy, and I was we'd go on these vacations and Sarah would always get frustrated with me because the technology was always getting in the way of the vacation. You know, I was always more worried about setting up the technology. I think this is the first vacation I've taken in a long time that the technology just worked and it kind of, it did what it was supposed to do, right? It got out of the way. It helped me capture really good moments. It got me lost. I mean, it got me found when I was lost. Um, those kinds of things. And uh, I even use Waze, you know, which is a mm-hmm. crowdsourcing map application. And Waze is really cool. When we were coming into Denver, it was like, you know, go boop, boop, police officer in one mile. <laughs> and sure enough, at a mile, there was a cop parked over there kind of monitoring traffic. I'm like, holy cow, because it's well, crowdsourced. No, no speeding tickets. Huh? We know about Jim and speeding tickets. <laughs> well, or my son's in speeding tickets. So the uh, So it was really, really cool that, because it's crowdsourced, um, you know, you, you get this really accurate information on both speed and where, where that kind of stuff is. So, but it just worked for most of the, for most of it. I mean, I, I remember trips to Kansas City when the maps would freeze up on my on the original Galaxy Epic, I think, or if that what it was called, a little slider, and nothing worked right, and you're like it was jankety, and you were kind of in and out. This time, it just kind of worked. So it was a, it was a good uh, it was a good vacation. Okay, one quick story that's not necessarily tech related, and then we'll we'll jump into the post show here. Um, so we're coming back. Uh, this is uh, yesterday, I guess. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, coming back Tuesday, and uh, no Wednesday, and it's just hot. I mean, coming out of Denver, and it's like ninety already. 
in heading into, if you know the route, it goes Denver, Fort Morgan, Ogallala as you get into Nebraska. And uh, we get to Fort Morgan. It's already getting really warm, and my air conditioner is not blowing very, very Ooh. much, very, very cool, right? Yeah, that's not something you want to lose in the summer, yeah. <laughs> right? And and we're kind of cracking the windows, and my daughter is in the back. She's all red-faced and hot. She's sitting in the sun to begin with, and the air conditioner is not keeping up. And I'm like, well, so we pull in at Fort Morgan, and I'm really angry at this point. I'm kind of just irritated that this is happening, and we'd had kind of a confrontation in the morning anyways, and so... I get out. I'm really mad. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, someone's going to have to sacrifice their day to sit with me. We had two cars. And so um, uh, my daughter said, I'll just move over. And so from, from, we drove from, um, we drove from uh, Fort Morgan there to Oglala, windows down, 75, you know, wind blowing and, and getting some air out. So when I got to Oglala, I got to a, auto parts store and they had one of these you know one of the newer cars where you can recharge the 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 air conditioning stuff right and i've never done that i don't like doing I've never that, done that either. yeah i don't like doing it at all so um i uh so i bought the kit and the guy's like okay here's how you do it you screw this on test it you know leave the engine on. so i read the instructions and so i do it and i recharge it and I get done, I empty the can, and it's right at the right pressure and everything. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, I got this fixed. And we get in the car, nothing. In fact, it's hotter than it was. Yeah. It was it's blowing hotter air. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I get even madder. So we go back, pick up the kids. I you said, hey. compressor's out, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, that's what it sounded like. My compressor was really struggling. I mean, it was like, and then it would cut off for a second. It would come on for a minute, and then it would go off. I thought, crap, I got a compressor out. I'm like, well, at least I got enough, you know, coolant in there. So I go pick up the kids. I'm like, all right, who's going to sacrifice themselves this time? Samantha's already done it. Who, so Tim, her, her brother's like, I'll do it. So he gets in the back with me. Sarah's with me. Again, windows down. It's blowing. Her hair is blowing all over the place. It's a miserable, it's probably two hours, hour and a half to Holdridge. We pull over. And and I check, I check it a couple times thinking maybe magically it'll come back on. <laughs> they do self-repair. Well, that's what I thought. You know, you never know. It could be like transformers. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I, uh, we Did get into the, it? we so, say that again. Did you kick it? I should have kicked it. That'd have been a good idea. I should have. Well, there, okay. Problem number one. Out of it. Yeah. Problem number one. Kick it. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, when we were coming on the interstate, uh, to make matters worse, when we were getting on the interstate in Ogallala, I speed up and I hear this groaning sound and then this big white cloud of <laughs> poof. <laughs> right out from the car. All that coolant. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, there's $50 in coolant that just got blown out the back of my car. Right? I'm like, un, un freaking believable. And, and Phil, who was behind me, my oldest son, I, I was like, did you see that? And he's like, see what? I didn't see anything. I thought you had a dust. Right. So, anyways, so as we're going between, I'm getting madder and madder because I'm like, I just took, I just made a $400 problem now into an $800 problem because I blew a line somewhere. Yep. You know, I overcharged and blew a line. And, and so as we're getting a Holdridge, I'm, I'm just angry and I'm hot and sweaty. You know, it's just awful. And Nebraska yeah. in the summer is not more. I mean, it's not, it's not nice here. So we get to Holdridge. We switch cars. Phil comes in my car and I get some, I, I get a Coke. I go over to Burger King and grab the largest Coke I can get my hands on. And we get back in the car. We get back on the interstate and Phil is like, he's messing around with the buttons. And he goes, hey, what's this? And he hits this button and like immediately ice cold air comes flowing out of the, the thing. Now it's everything I had done, 
but for whatever reason, it just took some time for that right. system to like come you, back online. Or you did turn the air conditioning on, not just yeah. the fan, right? I turned everything on <laughs> and off several times. But he's our mechanic. He works. See, he works in a shop, and he was just monkeying around with the button. What's this button? <laughs> I mean, it just comes on. And Mike, uh, it's not cold air. It's ice cold air. Right? It feels extra good when you're hot. Oh yeah. my gosh! You could never imagine so how you can improve somebody's day just by having cold air, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. I went several years without an air condition, and and I don't know what it's like in Nebraska, but it's not exactly cool here in Atlanta. No, it's not. In it, it gets as hot, but not as often as it gets hot there. But so, what um, was the white cloud? Nobody knows. I do not know. I don't know if I overpressurized it and it's just got a pressure-sensitive valve that just released what it didn't need. It can't be that smart, right? I just I was thinking, no, that can't be. This isn't that good of a car, you know, where it just it, it was like, you know, in an air compressor when you get too much, it's got a safety valve on it that lets out the extra air. I, to, I cannot explain it, Mike. It should not have worked. I should be having an $800 repair right now. Instead, I have the coldest air. And it's colder than when that thing was new. I went out this morning. I tried it again because I was thinking, okay, it was a one-trick wonder, you know, once we stopped the car. Um, nope, was working this morning. So it was one of those things, you know, I was so mad because I'm like, not only did I pay 50 bucks for this stuff, but I also broke something more. You know, you hate, we'd already have a broken yeah. phone which we're going to have to pay 160 bucks to fix. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a big... And we spent a bunch of money on this vacation. You know, uh, Those hotel rooms weren't cheap. That hotel room in Winter Park was not cheap that we stayed yeah. at. And uh, so it was just kind of nice. It ended because I was really angry on <laughs> the way back. I'm like, this is the worst day ever. Yeah, and uh, we got back. hot ride back. Couldn't oh, have and it's a long drive, and it's a long, boring drive. I mean, Nebraska is not a pretty state to drive through. Yeah. And it's flat and it's green and it's just corn for miles and miles or cows. And uh, so it was, I, but I, the, the tech in that was pretty interesting because they just gave you this can of, you know, coolant and this, and it comes with a, the thing. And the guy at Napa is like, okay, now once you have this device, it's got a hose with a gauge in it. And then it quick connect to your low connection on the, on the air compressor for the air conditioning. And then he's like, "Yeah, from here on out, you only have to buy the bottle." And I'm, and I'm like, "Well, if it's fifty bucks, the bottle's got to be <laughs> forty. Forty-eight of this that. is like a ten-dollar <laughs> gizmo, yeah. right? It's not even Wi-Fi enabled. Uh, you know, I expected that thing to sync with my phone, so I could. No, not really. But so it was. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, when uh, uh, when the when it when it started working, I was just so happy. Other Jim asked, "What was your elevation when you started working?" And did you have the Garmin on? No, I did. No, I did have the. No, I didn't have the Garmin on. I was when it started working as in Holdridge, which was probably I don't know a thousand feet, and uh, Nebraska, uh, Omaha is probably at 800, 700 feet. So, so it shouldn't have been much. the altitude that did it. I don't think so. Um, it, it was. I I think. Phil told me later. He goes when they when we repair AC in the shop, those guys let it run for half an hour to 45 minutes before they deem it. You know, I think the system's got to charge up. And um, and so it's just one of those things where, and I could still have a faulty uh, compressor. I could have had something lodged in the line, and when I overpressurized it, it cleared it out, right? Or yeah. 
Yeah, Who knows? So. You know what? I'm not going to ask questions until it goes bad again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if maybe next summer, if it's if it works all winter and uh, we get into next spring, maybe I'll take it in and have them take a peek. I guess yeah. even if it eventually breaks, you at least got some more time out of it. I mean, uh, it does sounds like what you did did not shorten its life. You may have extended it a little bit, and that's fine too. You just put off the cost of, you know, put it off, off the cost of uh, having to have it repaired, and maybe. It's a uh, whatever, like you said, it was just a temporary thing. And it's, yeah. It's well, we it's interesting, and it would be interesting if the elevation had anything to do with it. I guess I'll have to go back next weekend and uh, and check it out to see if I can, uh, <laughs> you know. No, I'm not. <laughs> you can drive. Take the take the drive back and see if you can get it to cut That's off. That's right. Get it to get it to get it to stop working. Uh, Tony also said uh, I think he was referring to Nebraska. It wasn't as bad as he expected when he drove through it. It's. I I make that drive at least once a year between Denver and and Omaha, and uh, it's not as bad. But it's just I I get so tired of it because it's the same well, thing all the time. Going back to the vacation thing, you know, the thing is when you go to a place that you're not at a lot. Like I went and visited our cousins when I was young, uh, in Arizona, and I thought the desert and we went to the painted forest and a petrified forest and Carlsbad caverns and all that stuff that was out there, uh, uh, and just the desert with the cactuses. I thought this, man, this stuff is just gorgeous. Look at this. Uh, I love it out here. It's hot. I don't like that, but it, you know, I like the scenery. And they could not understand how I would like that. It, you know, what are you talking about? It's sand. I know. But it was different for me. And then when they came and visited us in Louisiana, and they saw some of the cypress trees and some of the swamp, they thought, wow, look how, how, how do you not love it here? It's gorgeous. You know, what are you talking about? Swamp. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny and what you're not used to. Yeah, yeah, what you're not used to, you so, don't appreciate. So I, you know, I would imagine that driving through Nebraska a lot, you get bored with it. Um, but driving through it, you know, once, you know, like like Tony did, and I'm sure if I drove through it once, at least for a while, those cornfields would be. Look how neat this is, like corn forever. Yeah, well, in the ten hours that I drove on Thursday, I listened to about six podcasts, and I kind of cleared my new podcast queue. You know, I don't normally get that much time in a week to listen to all these podcasts, and so I kind of cleared that queue. And uh, I got about three podcasts in on the way back, and I was out. And I'm like, oh, well, certainly there's a This Week in Google or This Week in or this, or Windows Weekly. No, Jim, it's only Wednesday. They're actually recording those today. Mm-hmm. And so I had to kind of go back and recycle a few things. And, and here's what was interesting about podcasting, and then we'll wrap it here with this, that I was listening to a radio lab. I don't know if you ever heard Radio Lab from NPR. Hmm. But they have some really, it's young guys, young guys and gals doing this. Uh, they're kind of their view on tech. Very, very good if you haven't listened to it. Um, it's it's NPR, so it's got a little different twist to it, which is, I find, at first I didn't like as much, but I'm getting, getting used to it. Just their style, the way they produce it. But we got halfway through uh, one of the, we got halfway through one of the shows when we had to change cars. And uh, Tim, my son, was like, oh, I wanted to hear the end of that podcast. And he's like, I'm like, well, hey, it's Radio Lab. You can download it when you get home. He's like, I think I'm going to do that. And it's kind of fun. They do their podcast listeners as well. But it's kind of fun to watch that generation, you know, start kind of getting into podcasting and yeah. from a consumption standpoint. You, you kind of, you know, anything you start watching like that, you kind of get invested. Either you shut it off or you start getting invested into the characters you know, that same thing with TV. I'm watching Falling Spies, and it's just not really that good of a show. But I'm kind of invested in some of the characters, and I want to watch it the next week. And I keep thinking when I watch it, why am I watching this? But um, you know, there's with podcasters, there's some that I watch or listen to, 
that I I've got invested somewhat in the in the podcaster, and I like listen, I want to hear what they're up to, hear what they're doing each week. Yeah, well, I mean, and you come out. I mean, we do um, ask the podcast coach on Saturday mornings, and you yeah. could do that show. I mean, you know, I you and I share everything. And yet you come and listen to it, and it's it fits in your schedule, like you're Absolutely. editing and doing some other stuff, and it fits in your schedule. So um, that has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed being on that on Ask the Podcast Coach. That's a good fit for me, and uh, I'm a good balance to to Dave um, Jackson over there. So if you haven't if you haven't picked that up yet, Mike listens out there every Saturday morning. I think it's more fun to be live, and it's Saturday morning, Absolutely, so everybody's yeah. kind of chilled. So if you're in the if you're in the Central Eastern Time Zone and it's convenient for a little early on the West Coast, not too bad if you're in the UK. This is where we kill our Australian listeners because there's no way you know that's uh, that's middle of the night for those guys. But we're on at 9:30 Central, 10:30. This is AM Eastern Time on uh, Saturday mornings, and it's a good time. You always catch Mike out there in the chat room. I'm back in the yep. seat for this week, and uh, we just talk podcasting, general tech. So if you like some of that kind of stuff, the time. If it was maybe 30 minutes earlier, it would be even more perfect. But 10:30 is really for Eastern. I'm Eastern. 10:30 Eastern is really good for me. I am usually here on a Saturday morning, um, you know, doing some editing on my own show and something like that. And listening to you and to Dave Jackson in the mornings on Saturday is um, is really good for me. It fits in real good, and it's become part of my Saturday morning now. Like yeah. even when I was in the month of June, the, the summers are my busy time at work, extra busy time. So in the month of June, I'm I'm at work every Saturday, and I would bring the laptop and I and the hit the earphones and plug them in. I'd be there, and because I'm going in early, I'd really beat Jim because I'm in a chat room then around eight <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually not rolling out of bed. That's my uh, during the off season. That's uh, from work. You know, I I do uh, internship programs on Saturdays. Uh, during the fall and the spring, and so I'll get those started and then go do the podcast. So that works out really, really. It yeah. works out really, really well. So join us on uh, Saturday mornings if you want to. If you haven't been out to the site yet, theaverageguy.tv is a brand, has a brand new look, and I encourage you to go out and take a peek at it. I've said that for a couple times. We probably will stop saying that after this time. Brand new look out there, and uh, we've got a monthly newsletter coming. Um, my goal is to have one here by the end of the month for you. If you would go out there, if you want to sign up to get the newsletter, it will start small at first and not a lot of spam. One time a month, just kind of update you on all the things that are going on with the TheAverageGuy.tv and a great way to kind of stay connected. It also tell me how many people are actually listening. Um, we've had 10, Mike. Actually, with very little advertising, nice. I've had 10 folks sign up for the newsletter. If you want to sign up for it, too, there is a link for it. It just says subscribe for cool stuff out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Love to have you do that. If you could take a second to get that done, that would be great. I mentioned the Home Server Show meetup, September 20th. Love to meet you. Mike, as I've been looking at the dates, I know you're not going to be able to make it, but yep. a lot of the same guys um, are coming back that we had last year, Craig and Sanford, and some of those guys are coming back. So it would be good to see those guys again. I get to see everybody who signs up, and so um, go go out there and uh, and get signed up. Speaking of Home Server Show, a lot to ask Jim, is the Home Server Show now Home Storage Geeks? No, Dave has not cut that over yet. He was headed that direction, and then he stopped. So I don't know where he's going with it. But for now, it is the home server show, and we do that about every other week now. It's kind of what, if you're a home server show enthusiast, that's about as much as Dave and I can get done is about um, every other week. All right, that'll be it for Home Gadget Geeks, and I like that name. I've I kind of too. embraced yeah. that fully. It's been a nice, a nice changeover. 
And uh, we'll wrap up show 176, and we'll be back here in the next couple of weeks. The schedule's fairly open, but uh, I'm hoping to have Mediafire come on and talk about some of their new offerings. I've also been working on Social Bro. There, uh, We talked about them, I think. Maybe that was on uh, Ask the Podcast Coach that we talked more about that. But Social Bro is a social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook kind of thing. And uh, I've got them coming on if you want to talk about how to manage all those accounts. And then I'm also shooting for crash plan as well get them back on and but by the time we it'll be time to have amber back on and talk about LastPass. so that's uh, that's always uh, it's it's starting to start cycling the guys through dave washington and and uh in in that that group of folks and maybe mike and the later in the fall it's time to get jpeg draw back on here and uh, catch up on some photography sure. stuff as we get into the fall so mike thanks for taking an hour and 20 minutes out of your time 25 i guess we've gone a little bit long but i appreciate you uh, coming out tonight staying around thanks Always happy to be here, and the site, I would say, looks great, Jim. I love the new look of the site. Thanks. Yeah, yeah so, it's yep. working out well. Appreciate it. We'll be back next Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at TheAverageGuy.tv Live. And good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.